the speed of payments is quickly changing. In Australia, new rules go into effect soon. Here to discuss that is Jamie Pearson with IR. Jamie, what's on the horizon for new payments platforms? Yeah, so I think it's 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 really about the fact that when you transfer money from your account to another bank's account, maybe you're paying off a bill, um, it takes typically three days for that money to get settled into that destination account. Um, and that's an agreement between the banks. And in the next you know, two years, they're going to be changing that so that when you pay someone money, um, that arrives immediately in their account within a number of seconds rather than rather than three days. So it's an interesting change that's going to mean that banks have to really, uh, you know, have a way of, you know, uh, they have to relook again at their banking system to, to work out how it handles this, uh, this big change. What are some of the hurdles that they're facing toward implementing this? Well, I think one of the big hurdles is a typical bank will, will have you know, maybe upwards of 30, 40, 50 banking applications that all interact together as, you know, to, to provide services out to their customers. So they, it's a, it tends to be a big project for them. So that those, you know, 30, 40, 50 systems have to be um, doing real-time settlement now. So, you know, there's different approaches to, to, to how you, how you, um, how you address that. But, but that's just the scale of that problem um, is, is probably the biggest hurdle. What kind of guidance are banks receiving? I mean, how, how are they going about it? So you, you mentioned there are some different ways to go about achieving this and overcoming these hurdles. So what are we seeing? What are some of the different uh, approaches that are being taken? So one of the common approaches is um, to look at implementing something called a payments hub, which is, I guess, a flexible piece of uh, payments processing software that can handle all different types of payments and might sit at the center of what the bank's doing. Um, the advantage of the payments hub, I guess, is that if you need to um, introduce a new interface out to your, your um, you know, whether it's the Federal Reserve in the US or it's the Reserve Bank in Australia, have a settlement link out, you can isolate the changes you need into that one interface. So if you know all your payments are flowing through a central hub, you can do your real-time settlement out of that hub without necessarily having to change your, you know, your, your 50 applications um, to, to, you know, su- to support the new interface. And so what about uh, meeting service levels and, and doing, doing this well? Um, how, how are the, the banks who do it well, what will they uh, do to get there? Yeah, good question. So I think the... Um, there's a real-time settlement. I mentioned a number of seconds. It's it's six seconds in Australia that the the transactions should be um, or the settlement should have gone through for those transactions. And there's a lot of things that that might need to happen in that time. Um, there's you know fraud detection um, calls. So when a transaction comes through, you're usually checking if it's fraudulent. And um, if that all has to complete within the six seconds, there's you know coordination that goes on. So I guess. Um, getting some visibility into the the times that the transaction takes, being alerted to when you're in breach of those service levels. So if you know that you've uh, you've not met your uh, your, uh, your expected timings on the transactions, you need to you need to know ahead of time. Now I don't think all of that penalties are you know are locked in yet. I think it's still early days, 
So the go live dates 2017 for real time payments in Australia, but but yeah, making sure that you're meeting those obligations um, when you've got so many transactions flowing through your network is uh, is a big thing. It's one thing to know at the end of the day, but it's another thing to know while it's happening that it, you know at the end of month or end of day you're going to have some have some issues meeting those uh, response time service level. So you mentioned a go live date of 2017. What will consumers notice in this transition to that go live date? So I, I think in the act of making payments hopefully they'll you know they'll, that'll be as smooth as uh, as possible but i guess that's one of the things that uh, the banks are want to want to track to make sure that um, the act of making the payment or um, does not does not there's no extra friction um, introduced from this from this change uh, but what i think they'll see is uh, is it, it, they may not even notice in a way because the it's, there's only the rare occasion where you notice you, you know your money hasn't gone through within three days and 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 um, and it's affected you know you maybe you're making another payment out of your account and it might have uh, it might have failed because you didn't have the incoming money so I, I think there'll be some subtle changes initially um, but I think the idea with with the new payments platform and with real-time payment solutions in general is that they open up a whole new way um, of paying, so it'll it'll potentially open up a new set of banking services that are available to customers. Join us next time when Jamie discusses the status of the payment card industry. For more podcasts on payments and unified communications, visit ir.com. <laughs>